A study by the Urban Institute well illustrates that many people living on the streets will accept housing and, with help, will stay housed for the long term. Through a program providing permanent supporting housing, over 280 persons have been taken off the streets. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. One aspect of the co-housing home sharing is persons with private homes sharing space with others. Home sharing strategies in San Francisco's South Bay are to prevent homelessness in Montgomery County, Maryland, to reduce social isolation. And co-housing is being reviewed and assessed in Denver as a potential means to help seniors being displaced by high rent increases to prevent them from becoming homeless. The online platform Silvernest works to match those seeking affordable housing options with homeowners seeking to share space for additional income. At the American Society on Aging National Conference, we caught up with the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for Silvernest, Ms. Amy Ford. It's interesting because in so many ways it does seem to have a bit of momentum now, but it's the oldest idea. Living in community with others is certainly not new. I think what's driving some of the newer focus on the topic and the solution is the market factors, um, lack of housing inventory, aging housing, people living longer than they expected, uh, rising rents, inflation, you know, kind of all come together to this perfect storm of people really need creative solutions and they need different choices. And so people are thinking a bit differently about how they want to live to live the life that they want to live. Does it take a person with a special degree of courage to say, I'm going to share my home with someone I don't know? Sure. I think it does. I think it probably as you go through the process, you do some self-reflection and prepare yourself for what it will be like to live with others again. I think we've all lived with others at different points in our lives, but we we forget. <laughs> and so part of what we're trying to do with our platform is when people sign up and they list their space or, or they sign up and they're looking for a place to live, we're asking a lot of really important questions about what they hope to get out of that home sharing arrangement. Um, what What are the drivers? What do they think about guests and noise and cleanliness and pets? And, you know, we even put in some some tough questions, too, around um, around firearms in the home, you know, things that are important for people to talk about. So I think what we see is that as people pull through the experience, they do reflect and they do have to, you know, decide, like, can I can I do this? Is this something that that is that could be right for me? And our goal is to create this infrastructure and these tools so that people can prepare as they go through the process. So what you do on Silver Nest, too, is you take away the thing of some people may say, well, I just need some more money, so I'll just bring somebody in. No problem. No big deal. You're saying, oh, wait a minute. You want to think about that first. And by doing that, you prepare the homeowner for what they may be getting into. And so they got to be deeply appreciated of that because I know you have a number of clients in Colorado. Yes, yeah, uh, Colorado and, and Denver in particular is one of our biggest markets with quite a bit of inventory. And yeah, I think that, you know, we often get asked, like, who's your biggest competitor? And there are a couple of other online platforms and, of course, smaller nonprofit home sharing programs. But in in truth, it's Craigslist. It's, you know, I say it somewhat in jest, but it's people that just look for a listing and they just reach out and jump into a home into a share relationship where 
you know, we're saying, let's, let's take that step. Let's check their identity. If you want to um, do a background check, you can take one on yourself so that you can, it's a way to tell others, like I've done a background check and it's, it's clear. Um, and you can request one of the person that you're going to live with. And our messaging is secure and our compatibility engine is really what our users continue to tell us is what's most important because it just brings all the important stuff to the surface. Some of the women there said, it gives me somebody to have dinner with. Um, in one of the workshops here on solo aging, they were talking about how solo agers who have their own homes need to reach out more and build their uh, connections around them. So maybe home sharing is a perfect way of doing that if all the compatibilities work. Many of our users tell us that they do come for the financial component but then are pleasantly surprised by the companionship piece, and that's why they end up sticking around and, and doing it again and again. I think that expanding social circles um, during a time of life where sometimes your social circles can, can narrow. I mean, a lot of our users talk to us about their kids have grown, they've, they've moved out of the house, so they're not running to sports events and you know parent weekends at colleges or anything anymore. And maybe they uh, many of our users have had you know a divorce or a job change, or they're at a, like a, a point of, of transition in their life. And they are reflecting on kind of what's next for me. And how do I live the life that I want to live? And, and what what is the life that I want to live? And so home sharing is an interesting way to to earn a little bit of flexible income so you can explore what might be next for you, to stabilize your situation post a divorce, to expand your social circle, you know, because once you get a housemate, you start to meet their friends and their families and, you know, your your world can then can continue to expand and widen during a time when sometimes it naturally can can shrink. The concern or the conversation regarding should it be a lease or should it be a I think you call it a home sharing agreement or something like that. What's the difference between the two? Yeah, so I think the the big important piece is document the relationship. Whatever mechanism or tool that as a user on our site you use, document it. Articulate what is the rent, when is it due, are there any exchange of chores for reduced rent? What are the visitor policies? You know, what, what are the things that are really important to you? Document it. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. There's, you know, each state, there's state-specific leases that people can download publicly for free. We have historically, you know, had some lease um, tool on our site, but we're moving to a home-sharing agreement, which is we've specially designed with some of the protections that a lease has, but it's more, more consumer-friendly, and it's specifically designed for a home-sharing arrangement. So it just is a better fit for the situation. I think um, our our big goal is just to increase uptake and documentation of the relationship. And and really, we're a, we're a platform of tools. People can use or not use various components. I think that it just gives the control to the user to, to live how they want to live and use the tools that they want to use. How does HUD rules come in with leasing uh, for Example, do you ask questions of the homeowner if they're willing to accept diversity or not? In terms of the HUD rules and fair housing, when in a home sharing arrangement, you have, do have control over who you live with. And there are parameters around that. It has to be you know, less than four units and you have to be owner occupied. So it's prohibited on our site for 
a, a, like a landlord to have a tenant in an empty space. And we have mechanisms for kicking those folks, folks off and, you know, terms of use and community guidelines and all that, that we keep that tidy. But, um, we do ask about, you know, sexual orientation. We do ask about preferences related to who you'd like to live with because we think it's important from a safety perspective to unearth things that, that may cause problems so that we can get ahead of that. And I, I particularly love our community guidelines on our site and that they're on our homepage at the bottom and silvernest.com and all the way at the bottom community guidelines, because it's really our ethos, I think manifested in our, our guidelines and what we hope to be a place for everyone where everyone can be their authentic selves and find a home or find a housemate that is compatible with their you know values and we do not tolerate any um, any of the isms on our site and we we will kick people off we have mechanisms for flagging that as well and we can we tag it and we can review it or we also have mechanisms for users to flag things for us we take that very seriously another good reason why this will work is because um, you said 79 percent of adults own their own homes and so there they have some options there to do something with home sharing yeah, there's a very high percentage of home ownership among older adults over 65. And this is, uh, I think, pretty significant for our country generally because, one, there's a lot of equity built up in a lot of those properties. So, you know, there's lots of opportunity there, um, as well as people want to stay in those homes. And so, we, you know, we just have to think differently about about our space. And that I think that in in the past, you know, couple of decades, like we just really haven't been thinking of our space like that. We've been all sort of trained to think of the single family home being the American dream with the white picket fence and being independent, and having your own space. When in reality, humans, they, they need to live with one another. We, we, we uh, last summer, we celebrated Happy Interdependence Day as a company because it's really true that we need one another um, to make it through this world. And it's not, um, it, it's, it's better when we're living together and among one another. And so we think that it, the more we can bring people together and normalize the concept of living with one another, that it will drive some really great outcomes. A uh, potential homeowner can go to your site. They can register there. They can sign up, put in the information. And then you'll get back to them to let them know if they're going to be compatible or not, if they should continue or not, or or what to do then. Yep, yep. The, you can create a listing for free on our site, and then potential housemates will reach out um, if, if they are interested in the property. And you can see compatibility on a dashboard of, of how well you're aligned. And and you can see also what you're not aligned on so that you can have those proper conversations because sometimes people will you know, put a line in the sand about something, but once they meet someone and they get to know them, they think, well, yeah, I, I don't really mind if you practice your guitar in the evenings. I just, you know, I, I, I said I, my noise, you know, <laughs> the, the, the silent hour was X, but really it's not, it's not a hard and fast rule. So it just lets people bring to the surface what they need to talk about, which is the important you're looking at seeing Denver and Colorado being one of those markets that's uh, where home sharing is just going to continue for the next few years? Yes, we very much hope so. I think the housing market there is definitely driving 
a lot of interest and need and and that's and that's where Silvernest was born was in Denver so naturally we just have a lot of uh, history there so quite a bit of inventory and you have other locations that have other needs i think you mentioned uh, montgomery county one of the reasons why they're interested in it there is because it reduces social isolation is that right yes yeah a number of our partners and you know we're partnering with governments and nonprofits who want to use home sharing to solve a specific need and we're partnering to launch those programs in partnership with them and some of our partners say you know they're trying to tackle isolation some of them are trying to prevent homelessness some are trying to prevent foreclosure some are trying to facilitate aging in place there's sort of all these different reasons why our partners are coming to the table but ultimately regardless of why you come you get the benefit of all of those great outcomes in one so you can aim to reduce isolation but then maybe unintentionally but happily avoid a foreclosure you never know yeah, you also mentioned that some of them want to prevent homelessness, and we have a, a homelessness issue that's going on in Denver and Colorado as well. Is that one that you're tackling there, or you're just tackling it someplace else to see how it works first before you bring it elsewhere? I think that really where home sharing plays a role is in the prevention space, specifically with home sharing. We've talked to a lot of social service providers all across the country who are telling us the same story, which is, we have older adults that are in danger of becoming homeless. They have never been close to being homeless before in their lives. They always have been making their ends meet. They are flabbergasted that they're in this situation. They don't fit the, tip, the, the profile of what we might think of a more chronically homeless population. And they are, for the first times in their lives, are dealing with serious housing instability. And I think that's where we are a great fit. On April 23rd and 24th is National Co-Housing Weekend when communities across the nation, either in person or virtually, open the doors to the benefits of living in community and home sharing. A perfect opportunity for displaced seniors and others to see what home sharing co-housing options may be available to them. For info, go online to cohousingoneword.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get vaccinated for yourself and your family's health. And we do appreciate you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.